Hey everybody, welcome to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast, dedicated to raising awareness, sharing IBD stories, and offering support for those with Crohn's and colitis. Together, we can share knowledge, experiences, and help show the world the many faces of IBD. Well, hi everyone. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Crohn's warrior since 2006 and lifelong fitness fanatic. My guest today is Trevor Zabar, who is the founder of Crohn's Crusaders and the author of the upcoming book, Crohn's Crusaders Secrets. Trevor battled Crohn's disease for 35 years until he was able to find healing through the gut and microbiome. He became so passionate about gut health that he quit his career in criminal justice to focus on nutrition and the microbiome. Thank you so much for joining me today, Trevor, and welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. So before we jump into talking about the gut microbiome, which is actually one of my favorite topics and it just fascinates me so much, but before we do that, why don't you go ahead and start by sharing your Crohn's story. Absolutely, I'd love to. Um, so well, my, start, my story starts in Calgary, Alberta. That's where I was born. Um, mm -hmm. And I was actually born premature. And I was pretty much sick most of my life, starting as a kid. Um, I found out later, we used to go to Banff National Park in Alberta all the time. I found out later that I uh, got a pathogen from the water called Giardia, and that kind of stuck with me through my entire life, although I didn't really notice this because it wasn't something we knew uh, to look into it further at the time to kind of have to try to kill it with different antibiotics. So it was just kind of in my system. They weren't really sure what was going on with me. And um, I just was in and out of the hospital as a kid all the time, always sick. Uh, we moved to Toronto when I was about five, and it kind of continued. Always sick, always uh, underweight. Uh, and pretty much my family's really healthy. I have a brother. I think he's been to the hospital one time. My dad's mm -hmm. been to the hospital one time. And my mom's really healthy as well. Um, so it was unusual pretty much for our family to have, for me to be so sick all the time. Um, and that just kind of continued all through my young childhood. Uh, then we moved to Florida when I was about 12, 13 years old. And that's kind of when all my symptoms started getting really, really bad. And for the next few years, it was in and out of the hospital, um, surgery. Uh, all the standard medications, um, and that just kind of continued, continued, continued uh, all through my teens, um, all through my 20s. And it was a struggle, as many of you guys know, that have any type of mm -hmm. IBD. It is a silent battle. Uh, many people, actually most people, can't really relate to what's going on with us. So a lot of mm -hmm. times we just kind of hide symptoms and just kind of push through it. And eventually one of two things happened. We either go to the hospital, the ER, um, or we're kind of forced to go in due to uh, something extreme happening. And, you know, we need surgery. And that's kind of where I was at. I was just kind of pushing through life here in 2007, finishing up school. And I graduated and I got done. Um, I was doing an internship with Target. I was also working with the uh, Orlando City um, Police Department. And everything was going good. I was just really struggling with my health. I figured once I would be done with school, then things will start to look up and I can kind of get stable. I'll have more money, things like that. Um, so I was kind of excited. My career was starting to take off. I got a, offered a job at Target. 
I got recognized by the city of Orlando. I got an award from the chief of police, so a good citizenship award. And at the same time, I also got recommended to the FBI. And I was super happy. It was kind of life goal of mine. And I kind of forgot when I was a kid, I tried to get into the army, went through the entire process. And in the last section of testing, I got disqualified for the Crohn's disease. And I, I guess I just kind of forgot about that. And when this happened with the FBI, I thought, okay, great. We have to get in. You know, I know I had a rough life so far, but things are looking up. Well, I started going through the process and again, I got disqualified. And that's kind of been a, uh, pattern for me, uh, not being able to take opportunities that I like or, just struggling to get stable and um, have a lot of the opportunities that other people have. As and had said. you had you ever found remission during all those years as you were growing up and being a teenager and getting a little bit older? Did you ever find remission and were the doctors able to help at all? Put you on medications, off medications? Yes. Yeah, so um, I never really was in remission at any point mm -hmm. in my life. I've always, I was always in a flare. Um, it would just be, it would just go from like a flare, just being sick all the time to an extreme flare. And mm -hmm. that happened, it seemed like every three or four months. Um, but when I was getting diagnosed with Crohn's disease, the doctors really didn't know even really what Crohn's was and how to diagnose it. Um, I remember I woke up one morning in the, in the hospital room and I had like eight doctors around me. And they all have their pads and they're all talking to each other, trying to figure it out. And, you know, at that time they said, oh, maybe we should put him on an antibody, on a penicillin shots. And, you know, maybe he has rheumatoid arthritis and all. Maybe he has, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. But I did start taking some of the Crohn's uh, disease uh, medication like Pentassa, Asacol, things like that didn't really work for me. So they moved up to things like Remicade and Humira and they did work. For a little bit of time but with all those infusions that i used to get like once a month or the injections um after time they just stopped working and it just kind of wore off and then i started looking at natural stuff and i went to uh the natural doctor and i had blood the blood um uh, allergy test i took the food intolerance test and you know it told me i was allergic to a lot of stuff but you know, they put me on enzymes and they would put me on different uh, protocols. And I felt like I was getting close the natural way, but I just couldn't get there. And I mm -hmm. kind of just got fed up with the natural way and went back to um, trying to get help from my doctor. And it was just a pattern, you know, healthy, sick, healthy, sick, healthy, sick. Um, but uh, what eventually happened uh, to me was in 2012 when I ended up getting even sick even more sick again, having to quit my job, move back to Florida, move back in with my parents. I was in the ER and my doctor said, you know, Trevor, you pretty much have no choice now. We have to do the J-Pout surgery. We've done everything. We've given you every medication. You're just not responding. Um, your only other option is to take a trial, which you could possibly get the placebo. And at that point, you know, I didn't really want to risk my life. Again, I felt like either Mm -hmm. My wife was either going to get fixed and I'd figure this out or it'd be a continued cycle that would just continue going. So what I did is I just told my doctor that, um, listen, I just can't keep going this way. I need to get a hold of my wife. So I'm going to try to figure it out. And if I can't, I'll just come back and see you. And that's uh, pretty much what happened. I invested in my health and then found about mm -hmm. the microbiome and it started going that way. 
So tell me a little bit about that journey because I find it really interesting and amazing because you had obviously had these dreams of sounds like joining, trying to join the army. Sounds like you were interested in the FBI, but you kept getting disqualified because of Crohn's, but you actually went into criminal justice. So tell me a little bit about that journey from being sick, you're frustrated with your health, you have a career in cr criminal justice, and now that is completely, you've done a 180 and you've gone in a whole different direction. And you're now talking about and studying the microbiome and, and doing some amazing things with gut research and looking into that. So tell me about that journey. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, we go through things at times and we, you know, we ask why, why are we going through these things? And it just seems like it's just, you're really being tested and you're getting pushed and you know, we look back on things and we realize why they happen. And that's kind of where I'm at with mine. So basically mm -hmm. what happened with me was I was really just tired of the cycle. Um, I would get my life in order. Um, this, the last time, you know, I finished with school and my career was taken off. You know, I was doing great things. I was working at the museum, even, you know, getting, meeting like celebrities, like Prince, giving them private tours for like three hours, mm -hmm. talking to them about stuff. And so anyways, um, I just wanted to get my a stability in my life, just some stability. So I made a call and my choice was to not have the surgery. Uh, my doctor at the time was one of the top doctors in the Southeast for Crohn's disease. So he was ranked top 100 in the nation as a physician, really good guy. And I really felt like, you know, he knew what he was doing, but it's just so complicated. I felt at the time, the disease, there's so much information out there. I'd see something on the internet, I would try it, but you know, it's really hard to take something you see, try it and make it work. Um, so what I did is instead of just looking for things on the internet and this person did that and, you know, just some something that's kind of out there, I went into the scientific community and I started looking at medical journals and papers and case studies and clinical trials. And um, I started uh, looking at the um, like scientific ways to get better and just looking to see what was out there in the scientific world. And one of the first things that caught my attention was an antibiotic therapy trial that um, coincidentally my doctor at the time was the one that authored. And it had two years of research. Basically 44 people out of the 44, 42 were still in remission after two years. And, um, you know, it was great. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Two years of remission. That'd be longer than I've been in remission my entire life. Uh, so I started looking at that. And specifically, I went to him uh, to try to get those different antibiotics um, that I've really never taken before to um, try to jumpstart this uh, process. And it took a while for him to give them to me, like we were discussing earlier. And he did give them to me eventually. And then the next day, um, I got a letter to my house saying I was discharged from his practice, which totally caught me off surprise. But which I do understand, you know, there's a lot of liability there. I'm experimenting on myself. Yeah. He's one of the top doctors. So, you know, at the time, I didn't really understand as you know as i do now just like the way i felt about doctors then is different now you know time mm -hmm. kind of shows you shows you some things um, <laughs> we get wiser so, as we get older <laughs> oh definitely definitely so um yeah so i started taking antibiotics and i did that for about two months two months and my symptoms my body was feeling better um i was definitely feeling better but i wasn't feeling better uh i don't know if that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah so like the Crohn symptoms weren't as bad, inflammation in my joints and stuff, but just my body, just in general, I just wasn't getting better. And I realized that, hey, this isn't sustainable. Like I can't continue to take antibiotics for the rest of my life. I have to find something else. 
So I dove back into scientific community and I started studying, looking to see what I could find. And that's when I came across uh, the microbiome and gut health. And there wasn't really too much out there on it. It was sort of more like a myth. Um, but at that point, you know, I was looking at anything. I was desperate. I just wanted to get my life back. And this was around 2007 time frame? No, this wasn't. This was now was in 2013, 2012, 2013. Okay. So mm -hmm. I went back in 2012 to Florida after I quit my job. And I, I was just so sick. And I couldn't work. Um, it got to the point, you know, before I went to the ER and I started going through, you know, all these experiments and stuff. You know, I went from like 180 to 120. I couldn't walk. I couldn't eat. Uh, it was bad, you know. And then mm -hmm. that time I started trying to figure all this stuff out, I was forced to go on disability. You know, I have two little girls and I couldn't work. And, you know, for a lot of my life, people have told me to go on disability. But for me, being on disability is like the last resort. Like if I have no choice and I can't work, then I'll go on disability. But I have any choice, any chance to work, I'll go work. You know, that's just kind of how I am. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so this was now about 2013. And I started finding stuff on gut health. And there really, like I said, wasn't much out there. You know, now it's kind of uh, a main, getting more mainstream. And a lot of people mm -hmm. have heard of the microbiome. But even now, it's still, it's still new now. So... Yeah. Five, five, six years yeah. ago, there was far less. Definitely. So it was hard to, you know, find people and talk to talk about this with. And so it was kind of a solo journey for me. You know, even my doctor, he never even, you know, this is nothing he's heard of as well. So I just kind of started digging in, digging in. And I came across uh, probiotics. So I started studying those. And I said, okay, so this kind of makes sense. Um, I have this gut ecology. I have good and bad bacteria. If I can alter my gut ecology, then maybe I can alter my disease state. So I jumped into probiotics, and just like many of you, I didn't know which probiotic pills to buy. Um, mm -hmm. Refrigerated, non-refrigerated, 15 billion, you know, 2 billion, um, garden of life, uh, you know, I just didn't know. So mm -hmm. I just started doing some more research and started taking the probiotic pills. And what I found with the probiotic pills is probably something that most people have found. Uh, experience and it's probably a reason why they're not mainstream right now um, when I started taking them the pills I started getting much more sick and mm. you know it was confusing to me then like why would I get more sick these are essential uh, bacteria this is what I have in my gut you know why is it not working and what I realized you know over some time now uh, was that it was just putting too, I was just putting too much healthy bacteria into my body so mm -hmm. my my ecology was off at the time. So I definitely had way more bad bacteria than good. And that's what was causing the, the issues, I thought, at the time as I'm going through this. And um, so basically, the pills, when I took them in, ingested them, and put them to my body, it just loaded me up with way more, uh, much more healthy bacteria. So that was, again, altering my gut ecology and throwing it off. And my body just like, oh, what's going on? This isn't going to mm -hmm. work. So I got more sick. So I said, okay, well, maybe I can find this stuff in food form. And then I started researching, researching. I came across kimchi, um, sauerkraut. So I was like, okay, awesome. I got me some sauerkraut. I went to Whole Foods, got some sauerkraut. I started hitting that mm -hmm. really hard. Well, I got even more sick. And I was like, oh, how am I getting more sick? And, you know, these are, this is food. I was taking pills. And what I learned is that uh, Whole Foods 
with probiotics have much more in them uh, content than uh, the probiotic pills. So one example uh, for reference is a bottle of sauerkraut has about the same as uh, has about the same healthy bacteria in it as eight bottles of probiotics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there, it's really powerful stuff. So we have to be careful how we take it. And, you know, I really didn't know that exactly how to take it. And it's hard with food to take it slowly. So I kept looking and looking and researching and researching and researching. And I came across something called kefir. And Mm -hmm. I never heard of it before. Nobody I knew had heard of it. And I started doing more research on it. And I found that in Russia, they would give the army uh, kefir before they go to war to keep their immune system strong. And that's really what really kind of ignited uh, me using kefir, just I kind of lean on Eastern Europe for health. Um, I feel like they have healthier uh, countries over there. They just do things better than us um, mm-hmm. as far as health goes. Um, but, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure how I was going to take it and where I would find it. And, you know, what's a good brand, what's not a good brand. And the more research I did, I found that that actually was used in pretty much every part of the world uh, through each um, culture's uh, history and mm-hmm. ferment, yeah, and the fermented milk, it's amazing. Like in different parts of the world, they have different names for it. So in like Asia, Africa, India, they call it Yakult or Sharota. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you heard of that. Um, and then in Northern Europe, they call it Skier. Uh, in, um, Eastern Europe, they call it Kafir. In the Middle East, they call it Dub. Uh, in Latin Central America, they call it Bulgaros. Um, you know, they have so many names in like yeah. Morocco, they call it Lebna, but it's all the same thing. It's a fermented milk that has, you know, amazing health benefits for, uh, for you. And it's made with the kefir grains. And what's interesting enough is I was doing all this research back then and I couldn't find out anywhere where the grains came from. There's just myths that they yeah. came from the yeah. Prophet Muhammad. There's nothing concrete about these at all. And, um, uh, you know, there's really no explanation for these grains, which is just, you know, something else, to be honest with you. It is. And that's something I really find interesting, too, because for a long, for a, a few years there, I was making my own sauerkraut, I actually made my own kefir, 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 however you say it. But I'd gotten some grains and then I'd started fermenting my own milk. But just like you, I was trying to figure out where these grains originated from. And I believe right. to this day, they still don't know where these grains ever came from they're just no, they're there no <laughs> concrete evidence of them yeah you know, it's, it's interesting you know but they are really 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 powerful and um so i really started sourcing it to try to find it and i found somebody with some grains um in coco beach so i took a drive over there and they gave me the grains for free um mm-hmm. which was which was really amazing and the great thing about the grains is once you have them as you know, you never have to buy the grains again. They just continue to multiply and multiply and multiply. So it's pretty much just getting the milk. Um, so then, you know, the next step for me was trying to figure out how to make it, uh, going through that process. And that took a good probably two to three weeks to kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then I um, I kind of got that worked out and I made it to the right consistency and, you know, everything looked good. Uh, so then I started taking it. So I know from using the probiotics and the fermented foods that I was definitely putting too much in my body. So I just started with a teaspoon. And yeah, I just took a teaspoon of that. And I said, let me slowly introduce it into my body. And at that time, I was lactose intolerant. Every time I drank milk, I would get really sick. 
Uh, my eye would, my right eye would turn red. Uh, my joints would start hurting. I get really tired. Uh, so I was definitely allergic to it. But you know, there is a misconception about kefir that if we have dairy allergies, um, that it's going to cause a problem. But it's really not the case. And an example about milk is a lot of people have the allergies to milk. They go to the grocery store, they buy the milk, they come home, they drink it, they get, they have issues. But also a lot of people can go to the farm and get fresh milk from the cow and drink mm -hmm. it and digest it fine, you know? So yeah. it's just, uh, it's just the process of the milks and what happens to them and things like that. But I started taking the kefir and I started going really slowly. And I was also at the same time, I know I didn't mention this earlier, but I was also at the same time uh, cutting out all the inflammatory foods. So like dairy, wheat, corn, gluten, uh, processed mm -hmm. foods, fast foods, sugar, just pretty much all the common sense things um, to try to give myself the best chance to heal. And uh, at that time, I started taking the kefir and 30 minutes later, I kind of just been experimenting and trying to figure something out. So I did come up with a protocol that was really starting to work. Um, I'd wake up in the morning. I take the kefir 30 minutes later, I would take a prebiotic and the prebiotic was nothing mm -hmm. more than just honey and garlic mixed together. And I could really feel that working through my body. And I pretty much just ate to heal my body. I didn't overeat or anything like that. And I was still going through issues. I had blood, I had cramping, I had um, swollen joints. I was still having sweating at night. I was still in the bathroom a lot. But I noticed that my symptoms were getting better. My stomach wasn't hurting as much. That was the first thing. Uh, I was going to the bathroom, starting to get better. Um, and then I continued doing that process for a few months. And then every other day, I would increase my dosage. Um, mm -hmm. So. I pretty much just listened to my body and everything was going great. And then I increased it, I increased it, I increased it. And then I got up to about half a cup. And by the time I got up to about half a cup, most of my symptoms were already gone. And that was probably in about a two and a half month period. Wow. And were you doing anything else other than just the, the kefir in the morning? And then you said you followed that up about 30 minutes later with your prebiotic drink. Were you doing anything else other than those things? Uh, well, the prebiotic was really just a teaspoon of honey and garlic. Okay. Um, but yeah, what I was doing is I knew that there was a lot of fruits and vegetables I was having problems with. And most people, when they have uh, uh, IBD or any type of um, issues with the gut, there's a lot of foods, you know, that we have to try and avoid. Mm -hmm. So I was avoiding, you know, certain certain foods I would avoid, but I was eating, you know, a pretty decent uh, variety of fruits and vegetables. And what I learned back then is something very interesting. So a lot of people now have um, gone to a plant-based diet, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But what I've also noticed is that not many people understand why that plant-based diet works for them. So I've asked a lot of people, and I haven't really got uh, too many answers to where people actually knew why it's so good for them. But the fact of the matter is the fiber that's in the plant-based diet, in your fruits, vegetables, your nuts, your beans... That's actually the key to our health because that fiber isn't just fiber to keep you regular as we've been kind of led to believe. The doctors always tell us to have fiber, but mm -hmm. they don't really specifically tell us why. So I kind of think maybe they, they didn't learn this yet. But um, so the fiber is the only thing that can feed the healthy bacteria in the gut. 
So mm -hmm. when we take the probiotics and add a surplus of that in with something like kefir slowly, and we support that to allow it to grow with the prebiotic fiber from fruits and vegetables, that really allows the body, the gut to change. So, and that's really the key. And that's pretty much what I did. And I got to the point where all my symptoms were gone. And it was amazing. I was never that healthy in my entire life up to that point. And um, I was really excited. You know, I felt like I had a new lease on life. Um, I would meet people with Crohn's disease. We'd talk about it. And um, one day I met a doctor and we were speaking. And, you know, he was really impressed and excited. So he asked me to reach out to UCF. And I did to the medical school. And um, they invited me for a symposium on Crohn's disease. So I did talk to him about Crohn's. And I talked to him about uh, just overall awareness about mm -hmm. IBD and Crohn's and ulcerative uh, colitis. And just trying to teach them as future doctors what we go through and mm -hmm. you know, ways to really help people that's outside of the natural, um, out of the traditional medicine world. And that was really great. So I felt at that time, okay, I did this. I clearly reversed my health. Is it sustainable? I wasn't sure. So that's why I continue to stay on disability. And mm -hmm. um, I went back to my doctor's office and I was super excited. He's one of the top doctors. You know, when I show him this, as soon as he sees me, he's going to be excited. Like, hey, what happened to Trevor? How'd you get so healthy? Well, I went to go see him and it didn't go the way that I expected. Pretty much, he told me that I got lucky and it was witchcraft and yeah. it's dangerous what I was doing and I needed to leave his office. And yeah. I tried to explain to him, you know, like, hey, just take my research and just check it out. Um, you know take a look at it when you go home and just let me know, you know, let's talk about it. And he, he didn't want to have anything to do with me. It got to the point where, you know, he threatened me, you know, he's going to call the police on me. Mm -hmm. So I left and it's really disappointing because I had a good relationship with my doctor before I started experimenting on myself. And to this day, I still think he's a good guy. You know, it's just kind yeah. of, it's, it was threatening to him. You know, this guy just comes out of nowhere and says he has a way to, treat Crohn's disease like it's not possible, right? Yeah. But what's interesting enough is, um, so I continued working on uh, with helping people and learning some more about it, but I got so healthy, I kind of lost track of my purpose. And I went back into um, my field of work, uh, criminal justice. Mm -hmm. And I started working again. I said, okay, now I'm healthy. Now I can go get my life back together, make my money again, and you know, have a great life. So I started working, continued working, and um, I asked, applied to get off of disability. And it just so happens about two weeks later, I didn't know this, and this is why I'm so passionate about Crohn's disease and helping people with Crohn's disease, is that if, we have, if we've had a surgery before, we have scar tissue that builds up where we get mm -hmm. reconnected at. I never knew that. Nobody told me that. It wasn't anything I even thought about. Um, and then... One day I was at work and I just had the worst pain in my entire life, even though I've been through this just as many of you have. And my gut exploded. And six hours later, I ended up at the ER, woke up, and I had an ostomy. And wow. I was in shock. Like the last thing I'd expect, you know, it was like a nightmare just over again. Especially having been feeling so good and right. doing and, so you know, well. I wasn't having symptoms, you know, I was no blood, you know, I was doing what I want, you know, I didn't have any allergies. So when I woke up, I pretty much asked the doctor, like, what the heck happened? And he said, well, 
you had the scar tissue build up and it just caused the blockage and it just popped. And you know, I saved your life. And you know, it's kind of been a theme for me. Um, I've almost been killed or died over 20 times in my life. It's just wow. been a crazy life. When I was a kid, I was working in a major theme park here in Orlando. And a mm -hmm. co-worker pulled a gun on me and tried to shoot me in the park. Wow. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. But when that happened at that point, and I sat in the hospital bed, I realized to myself that I had a purpose. And instead of me being out there helping other people that are, that are going through this and are struggling, you know, I made the mistake of going back and focusing on this American dream when the American dream really is to help people. Yeah. So at that point, at that and minute, what year I made was a promise. This? this was in 2017. Okay. Yeah. So then I basically at that point just made a, a conscious decision that I was going to start just helping people out with Crohn's disease in particular. And I felt like I had my purpose. And my whole life, I really searched for a purpose, you know. And mm -hmm. at that moment, I realized I had my purpose. So, um, you know, that again, that was that was hard. I had to go back to Florida, come back down here, stay with my parents again. You know, and at this point, I'm a, I'm older. You know, I want to be independent. But the disease just takes, you know, it just takes a grip of you. You know, even after the fact when I was had my disease under control, you know, side effects from the disease years later can still catch up to you. So, even though I have a way to help people, you know, explain how the food works to flip the gut biome. I also want to help people that um, before they go to surgery, you know, and even if they've had surgery, the experience I have now with my ostomy uh, mm -hmm. can greatly help other people who are in the same situation, you know, because there are people out there with ostomy still struggling. And, you know, just even using the ostomy, you know, the, the hardware and, you know, just dealing with that. So I have much more insight now. And uh, so last year when I recovered, I had a choice to kind of reverse it, you know, and look at that or stay with the ostomy. And I chose at that time to just keep the ostomy. And, you know, it's something that if I want to get a reverse at some point, I can. But for me now, the, you know, the crazy things is actually helping me understand food even better. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but when you do eat, you can see what's coming out of the bag. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it helped. And it really, 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 really helped me to understand some other things. Um, so just kind of a quick breakdown of how it really works, you know, flipping the gut ecology is um, we have good and bad bacteria in our gut and we have a microbiome. You have a microbiome, which is all the germs and bacteria, yeast, fungus, et cetera, that make up 90% uh, of your DNA inside and outside. So we thought for a long time that the DNA we were born with is pretty much dictated our life, you know. And even the top scientists in the United States, they believe that. And that's why a lot of the medications were developed the way they were developed, based off your DNA and things like that. But what they realized here uh, recently because of the Human Microbiome um, Project is that they were completely wrong. And the human DNA we're born with is only 10% of our DNA as an adult. The other 90% is all these germs, bacteria, and yeast. So that's why I was so successful at being able to flip my gut ecology and my health in general. And mm -hmm. now the top experts in the field, they have come to the conclusion that food is medicine and not particularly medicine. Medicine is more for traumatic, short term. If you're really sick with Crohn's, go to the hospital, 
get mm-hmm. your steroids, you know, take your medicine because that will help your flare. But for the long term, some people are very lucky. They can stay on Remicade and Meyer for years and they have mm-hmm. no symptoms. But for a majority of people, that's not the case. And they realize that you have to func- um, you have to focus on food because it's the best way to do it, you know. But from the scientific community, they're having a hard time uh, applying it to people. The doctors are having a hard time understanding exactly how it works because they're depending on the scientific community. And then we have the functional food people, you know, like myself, that have been able to make it work. So it's really, at this point, it's a matter of just everybody coming together, um, yeah. sharing their experiences, working with the microbiologist, working with the doctor, saying, hey, we know these strains of healthy bacteria are good for you. And guess what? They're found in kimchi. They're found in sauerkraut. They're found in kefir. It's not just this magic pill that's a prebiotic or, pre- or probiotic. It's actually food itself, you know. So I think that's kind of where we're heading. But in the next five to 10 years, I believe that we'll go to the doctor. They'll check us out and say, okay, you need to go to the pharmacy, go to Walgreens and get, uh, you know, 50 milligrams or, you know, whatever it is of this mm-hmm. uh, certain bacteria, you know. And that I would feel be like amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, be it's amazing it's, to it see seems it. so crazy now. You know, it seems crazy to say that, but that's really where it's going because that's what science is showing. And not only are these things good for balancing your gut uh, ecology, good and, good and bad bacteria, but it has very beneficial byproducts. So it alkalines the body. You know, a lot of people have keto diets or paleo diets or Atkins or gluten-free or alkaline diets. And the truth of the matter is what I learned is that all health starts in the gut. You know, as the father of Western medicine said, all Hippocrates, food, yeah. <laughs> yeah all, disease, all disease starts in the gut. And he was absolutely right. And the problem we had, and this is really where I identified how we become sick in America. So can you think back to maybe your mom or your grandma? Do you ever remember them like fermenting food back in, you know, when you're a kid or anything? Have you ever seen that putting it in jars? I haven't seen it. My grandma mostly did canning, things like that. But I know a lot of past generations, just because I did start to get into it, it really, I found out so much more about, you know, most people's grandmas did ferment things or they did have kefir, they did have raw milk. I think my grandma grew up on on raw milk from the cow. So it wasn't that long ago that these things were there. Right. And what I noticed though, and what I found is that, so over the past 50 years, really, because of society, because of working, because of careers, because of uh, convenience, we got away from eating those foods with the healthy bacteria. Well, the thing is, you know, really, to be honest, they didn't really know the health benefits of preserving it. Like, it would create healthy bacteria, but it's just something we did as uh, tradition, you know, and all these mm-hmm. different cultures, and it, and we stayed healthy. And then once we started getting more busy and more busy, we stopped doing that. So over the past, I would say, like, 30 years, we probably stopped doing that altogether. But on top of that, we're still damaging our bodies, and now we're no longer treating them with the beneficial bacteria. But yeah. we are eating a we are eating a plant based diet where more people are doing that. But the thing is, if you're not adding that healthy bacteria, you're really just working with the bacteria pretty much that you got there, and it's not really expanding and 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 getting you know building that ratio to where it needs to be. And the best possible way. So, and then you combine stress, and it makes it, you know, mm-hmm. very, very difficult. I think we take for granted how much of a role food does play in our health because 
society now has just become, well, if I get sick, I'll go to a doctor and I'll get a pill. And we now have this mindset that it doesn't matter what we put in, but it really does. And I think a lot of, the more I talk with people who do have IBD, I think a lot of us with, you know, fighting the inflammatory bowel diseases, we do understand and we do recognize how important the food is that we choose to eat is to our health and how it makes us feel. I think we're a lot more attuned to that concept because what we eat really does matter. So it's just, it's amazing how far we've gotten away from that. Tell me, tell me a little bit of what your diet looks like now, now that you've been using uh, these fermented foods for a while, you started with the kefir, started drinking that. What does your diet look like now? Okay, so pretty much my diet, it's very, you know, it has a lot of similarities to the keto, you know, but Mm -hmm. there's no diet that I follow because what I found is that in order for your body to operate at its, you know, maximum effectiveness is you have to be feeding the gut biome. And a lot of diets uh, out there do have fruits and vegetables, right? But so that's great because it feeds the healthy bacteria in the gut and it helps support a healthy microbiome. But what it's missing is the healthy bacteria itself getting added to the body. And that's really the key. Um, So what I do is I eat a very diverse diet. Um, I don't eat a lot of meat. Uh, fish, I do like fish and I do recognize the benefits of fish, but because of, you know, the sourcing for fish, you know, I just really don't trust it to be honest with you. If I don't see, if I don't pull the fish out the ocean, I won't, mm-hmm. eat it pretty much. you know, and, and that really sucks. You know, a lot of the stuff in the grocery store, it's not, you know, so we want milk, but we go to the grocery store, but it's not milk. It's a milk like yeah. product, you know, and, and that's pretty much what's going on at the grocery store. So what I try to do is I actually buy most of my groceries from uh, alternative places. Like I'll get it from a farmer's market or I'll get it from uh, like a uh, co-op or things like that. I'll go to the Oriental store. I'll go to the European store. I'll go to mm-hmm. the uh, to the Middle Eastern store. And I'll go to the grocery store to get things like water, you know, things that you can't get at those places. That's really the key is to, to buy the right food, you know. And it, it's so hard because... For the most part, everybody, you know, sees social media and they see all these things and it's great ideas and this thing is good and that's great. But when you get to the grocery store and that's when the real business goes down, you have to decide, okay, I saw that. Am I going to get celery? Because I've seen celery juicing is the new craze. Mm -hmm. Okay, am I going to get this Kiefer, this Lifeway Kiefer? I know this is good. And you're pretty much going to the grocery store and just having to figure it out when you get there, you know. So, and and that's what kind of makes it hard. But. For my diet, um, what I'm eating is kefir is a staple of my diet. Um, and one thing I try to teach people is that it's very hard to eat clean all the time. And, you know, I don't believe there's many people out there that eat 100% clean because it's just so hard to do, it, you know? Yeah. So what I try to tell people is once you get your gut ecology fixed, you can eat whatever you want in moderation as long as you take care of your um, gut biome. And, you know, a lot of people will just stick to uh, the foods that help them get healthy. They don't, don't really go back. But if I want to have, like, a steak, you know, I recently cut meat out. But if I wanted to have a steak, I'd eat a steak. Even if I wanted some McDonald's. I know it sounds crazy. But mm-hmm. if I wanted some McDonald's once in a blue moon, I'd eat it. Because 
I believe that if you're taking care of your body, you are allowed to cheat a little bit, you know. If you're trying to heal your body, you can't cheat at all because you have to get to that point to have that luxury. But mm -hmm. um, I eat a lot of healthy fats, a lot of diverse uh, plant-based, diverse uh, fermented foods, you know. So I'll do kimchi, I'll do fermented carrots, I'll do um, uh, yogurt. So one of my actually one of my favorite foods in the world it's Siggy's yogurt. Are you are you familiar with them? No, I I'm not. Okay, well Siggy's is um, Icelandic yogurt. And the Icelandic yogurt is great because that actually comes straight from the Vikings, that recipe. And the reason the Vikings were so much bigger than everybody, because when they were doing fermented milk, they were creating it in such a way that it created three to four times the protein. So that's why mm. they were so big, you know, which is really interesting. That is. Um, so that's why I use uh, Siggy's. And that's, you know, when I talk to people and suggest foods, I always su uh, suggest that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. You know, I really don't have any sugar. I'll never go into like the sugar and grab sugar and put it into anything. Yeah. Um, but I eat pretty clean for the most part. Um, I don't do any, I don't have anything extreme. Uh, I will do intermittent fast and I found that's amazing for the body. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and uh, another major thing is pretty much the water, you know, um, testing the water that you're drinking, even if you're getting like water from the store. Let's say you go to 7-Eleven every day for your lunch break and you grab a bottle of water. Do some research to make sure that you're getting good water because even if it says pH balance, it's not necessarily, you know, pH balance. Uh, not to pick on Coke and Pepsi or anything, but Aquafina <laughs> and Bethany are two of the worst waters you can put in your body and you can look that up, test it at your home yourself. So water is really crucial. So I try to make sure I get good water in my body. Um, Do you have a water that you recommend? Uh, if you're just grabbing water, I would just grab like Zephyr Hills. That's mm -hmm. um, that's alkaline water. That's decent. Even your tap water, believe it or not, I know the tap water gets you know takes a beating. You know, that's mm -hmm. fluoride and that. But that is actually a better option for you in most cities than the water from the the store. So you really got to do your research on the water in your area and where you're at. Um, there are machines that are really good to help get um, the best pure water that you can have also. Mm -hmm. um, but I do make sure that, you know, I get my vitamins, my minerals, and all my foods. I don't take any type of supplements. I don't believe in taking a vitamin because you get all that in food. Mm -hmm. um, and other than that, you know, I, I probably have a very similar diet to you, except for, you know, I eat more fermented foods, uh, most likely, and I drink kefir, you know, and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I've actually, I've gotten away from a lot of my ferments and I feel, I've been feeling like I need to add them back in, but kind of like you mentioned earlier, uh, it's hard to go slowly with food sometimes. <laughs> and so oh, I, I find, I find myself, I'll go to the store and I'll buy a bag of raw fermented sauerkraut. And I think, well, I used to eat this all the time and I eat a big cup of it because I love it. And then it's like, well, yeah, that was a bad so idea. <laughs> So. Yeah, I know. That's really, that is really the challenge, you know, and, and when we're sick and we're healing our bodies and, you know, we, we have an idea that we're, we have this thing that's just gold in our hands. Mm -hmm. you no, know, we just want to, it's hard to go slow. And I've, I've had experience yeah. with many people with the kefir, for example. Now I tell people go slow, go slow, go slow, slow wins the race with this stuff, fermented foods and the drinks. And I've had a lot of people, I'll say a lot of people, I've had a handful of people that accelerated the process and i know now from experience that if you're sick and you get real kefir that you make with the grains and you don't start slow and you start with like a glass of it 
you're going to mm -hmm. go to the ER. You're going to end up in the ER. You'll be in there for a couple of days. You'll be so sick. Feel like you have the worst stomach ache, food poisoning, you know, and you're just flooding your body with so much healthy bacteria. It's just, you're drowning it, you know? So. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It's interesting that you said you started with just a teaspoon of it. I think that really puts it into perspective for how powerful yeah. these foods are. And if you are going to start trying this to really, really go slow <laughs> and really go slow. And yourself. Exactly. Build yourself up. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me as well and they really want to try this. But now um, we have more people that are cruelty free and they don't mm -hmm. want, they won't touch dairy at all, you know? So I understand that. And, you know, we, and I really don't want to leave anybody out. I want to find a way to help everybody because that's the goal. And I don't care if you don't have money and what it is, you know, I'll find a way to help you. And I've been there and I know what it's like. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your passion and desire to help, because obviously you mentioned earlier that you've found a purpose with this. You're definitely very passionate. I think the people listening can, can hear that and it's wonderful. So tell me a little bit about Crohn's Crusaders and how you started that and where you're going, what you have in store. I know you've got uh, the book, it sounds like should be coming out. So tell me about all these things you have going on, how you're helping and what's coming up. Okay. So currently what I'm doing is I'm really just trying to Get the information out there to the public. I'm starting on Instagram first. Um, you know, I'm really hesitant with Facebook just because it, it's Facebook and we kind of know how Facebook, uh, dealing with Facebook is in general. But mm -hmm. I feel like for this type of stuff, Instagram is really good. And I just kind of started a slow on there, just building an audience up and teaching people about this. And what's really great is um, I also Uber. And mm -hmm. I found that Ubering, I meet so many people. Uh, especially mm -hmm. with Crohn's disease and different issues like that. And um, that's another way that I've been able to connect with people. And that's really helped me grow Crohn's Crusaders uh, a lot. That's um, awesome. So what, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. So what Crohn's Crusaders really is, it's for people that have Crohn's and IBD um, and that have been struggling. And what I want to do is show them that, yes, we've thought our entire lives that our only hope is to manage our symptoms. But, you know, a lot of times people feel like the doctors are taking advantage of us and things like that. But now as I've, you know, got past a lot of my anger that I had in the beginning after being able to heal myself, having parts of, my, uh, parts of me removed, almost dying numerous times, like having my life just struggle, what I realized is it's not really the doctor's fault. You know, they just don't know about this stuff. They've spent their whole entire careers their entire schooling, learning about how to manage symptoms, you know. So mm -hmm. what I really want to focus on is just really teaching people. And the main thing is reaching out to the people that are suffering with stomach issues because they do have these stats out there. And I, I, don't, I don't really believe a lot of the stats and the information that's out there, to be honest with you, because they say only about 2 to 3 million people suffer from mm -hmm. stomach issues, you know, IBD in the United States. Well, a majority of the people are eating, majority of us are just eating uh, unhealthy. And I believe mm -hmm. the numbers are way higher than that. And if we continue like this, we're going to have a huge health epidemic because we went from eating fast food and processed foods as a kind of like a treat to having them pretty much be a main part of our diet now. And yeah. the way it's going is if we continue like this, uh, it's going to be really hard to reverse this and get our health back, you know? So yeah. that's kind of one of my major things is teaching people about health. 
um, helping anybody who needs help with Crohn's disease, IBD, anything in the GI tract. A lot of times when we're really sick, we don't have resources. We don't have people that can help us. Our finances are usually off and we just can't afford things. So I want to make sure that if there's people out there who are struggling with their money situation, that they can reach out to me and I will help them. Um, and that's kind of a main thing is just trying to get to everybody with Crohn's, uh, IBD, and help them before they have to uh, have surgery and their life will change, you know, dramatically from that point, point mm -hmm. on. That's fantastic. So tell me about Crohn's Crusaders secrets. Are you, um, is that down the road once you've kind of been able to gather more information and do a little bit more and, and start putting all of this into a book? Is that your goal? Yes. Yeah, so basically I have written the book. I actually wrote it about four and a half months ago. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, and it's been going through to the publisher and editor has gone through some doctors. It's gone back and forth. And, uh, where we're at now is I just kind of streamlined it a little bit. It's going to be the introduction to gut health and uh, Crohn's Crusaders. It's going to kind of, it's going to be, if you read this, you will be able to significantly help your health. Uh, if you're struggling with Crohn's, I'll show you exactly what happened to me. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff we talked about, it's in there. There's more specific stuff in there. Um, but it's kind of an introductory to, um, healing, to healing your body if you have Crohn's disease or any type of, uh, gastrointestinal issue in general mm -hmm. um that should be out i would say within a month i'm hoping it should be out and uh what i'm really trying to do is set up kind of like um a conference call not conference calls but uh one-on-one -on -one coaching calls and uh, mm -hmm. different videos and things like that i want to show people how to make the fermented foods at home i want to carry a line of fermented foods and something I'm almost I'm also working on right now is I am setting up a network of people like myself that have gone through their struggles with health and have been able to heal themselves, but in different areas. You know, so I have people that are specialists in gut health. Uh, somebody who you know that would be me. And let's have somebody who's specialist in plant-based foods. You know. Uh, the different areas, essential oils, uh, hormonal things, you know, all the different things and have us as a group, as a, a network where if somebody says, hey, I'm suffering from this. Well, we're going to have a plan for you for your overall health based on all of our experiences. So I know that if you're sick, you're suffering from Crohn's disease, I can make you feel better. But what if we can have a way to make you feel better that's more integrative with all of the natural health herbs? stress reduction you know just a more mm -hmm. uh well-rounded approach because i believe that you know even if i have something that works we can always make it better and yeah. i want to always continue on this uh continually improve on this so it just becomes much easier for people to get better and that's really the goal is to have a bunch of people with the same ideas and the kind of the same um attitude and passion for health as myself work together to kind of make a big difference in the community, you know, and I know it sounds funny to say, but, you know, I believe that we can make a big difference in the world, just putting this information mm -hmm. out there and teaching people specifically how you get healthy and how you can control your health. I agree. And so awesome. I'm really excited to hear all the things that you're planning to do and what you've got lying ahead in the future. Yeah. I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I know I'm looking forward to your book coming out and reading more about it, but 
Um, I love the gut microbiome. I love thinking about what it's going to become in the next five, 10 years and really hoping to see the integrated approach, just like you're talking about, you know, how can we combine conventional medicine and nutritional wisdom and how can we combine all these things to really create that big picture? I think it's, it's fascinating and it's wonderful and it's needed. It is. What's really also amazing, I know I didn't touch on this too much, but um, it's really connected to our whole body. There's a gut skin mm-hmm. axis. There's a gut brain axis. There's a gut muscle axis. Like, for example, some I'll just throw out there. Um, if people work out and you take uh, a post-workout shake, you know, we've been under this assumption we can only uh, absorb about 20, 25 grams of protein. But there's so much more stuff out there that we're learning now. And it's, it's amazing as we continue to learn more what we'll be able to do. But here's an example. If you drink some kombucha after you work out, right before you take your protein shake, you're going to absorb much more protein, much more um, nutrients. Like, for example, you'll, you can absorb up mm-hmm. to 125% more glutamine, uh, more BCAA. So I found this is a specific way to hack the body when we're trying to get into fitness, build muscles, mm-hmm. get stronger, faster. and also. Something that's kind of coming out right now is that you can lose significant fat by having a healthy lifestyle with these foods in it, you know, and it's something that um, it's definitely a performance enhancer, but it's legal and it's healthy. And I think in the future, instead of taking these dangerous uh, pills and, you know, injections and whatever they're doing to cheat, they'll actually just turn to food because with food, there's really no limit, you know. It's fantastic. Well, we've talked about your Instagram and Crohn's Crusaders. So why don't you go ahead and tell people exactly where they can find you online? Oh, absolutely. So um, if you do want uh, a copy of the book, you can go to Crohn'sCrusaders.com and sign up. Um, You'll get updates on the book when it's coming out, some different information like that. Um, You can also go to uh, Instagram, like we're talking about Crohn's Crusaders. Um, The movement is um, growing now and I will be on different platforms. I will have uh, Twitter coming soon and some different social media as it grows. So right now, if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach out to me on Instagram and you can direct message me and I will respond to you. And um, if you're struggling right now with your health and you're curious about the microbiome, you can reach out to me. I'll send you research on it and studies, uh, you know, whatever you need. And if you do need help with it, I will help you. Like I help everybody. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, what your situation is. My goal is to get you better. And, you know, for me, that's priceless. It definitely is. And Trevor, thank you so much for giving such a great overview and for sharing so much information about Absolutely. the gut microbiome today and for also sharing your own story. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Crohn's Fitness Food Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have an IBD story, either as a patient or a family member, that you'd like to share as a guest on this podcast, or if you have a topic you'd like to hear about, send me an email at crohnsfitnessfood at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my Crohn's journey, follow me on Instagram using at crohnsfitnessfood or visit my blog for in-depth articles about my struggles and victories with Crohn's 
through diet, fitness, and lifestyle at www.cronesfitnessfood.com. And finally, remember, be strong, be grateful, and be the warrior that you are.